the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, watch me explode. <laughs> still thrills me every time I hear that song. I just love it. The other day I was in the Vaughn Shopping Center. I was in the parking lot and pulled up and I heard, I never hear that actually on the radio. I just hear it in the studio and I heard it and I was like jamming in the car. I was like ready to take the show live from the parking lot at Vaughn's. People were looking at me like I was crazy, like I had lost my mind. I've almost pretty much lost my voice. Welcome to the Andrea K Show tonight. Glad to have you all here with me. Follow me on Twitter. At Andrea K. Show, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I've pretty much been everywhere today and exploded my dynamite all over San Diego. It's one reason why I pretty much lost my voice. I'm glad to be sharing this time with you all, though. Got to come. The show must go on, right, DJ Carrot Sticks? I can bench press 800 pounds. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> So this morning, one of the reasons why I'm losing my voice is this morning I um, had to get up super early and go do a shoot, um, a video shoot today. Super fun, involved lots of all kinds of yelling and screaming and carrying on and crying and just haranguing all kinds of ways that I exercised my demons the, uh, today. And um, at the end of it, uh, some, the, some of the people on the crew and uh, the actors on the set were like, you know what? You do a pretty pretty good job with that argument and that fuss and that fight. And I'm like, well, I got some really good experience at it. I said I got – it was me and a sibling on the set today as part of the shoot. And I said I got an older sister we call the general. I said I got a lifetime of going up against her and button heads. And then I said it's kind of what I do. Tuesdays and Monday nights right here on AM 1170, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Speaking of button heads – we had some head button tonight. It is primary night, and I'm glad to have, of course, my buddy Matthew Boyle from Breitbart is going to be here helping me break it down. Interesting stuff coming out of the exit polls. Some consistent stuff that we're seeing that really mirrors all the other exit polls coming out of all the primaries that we've had before. But there's also some kind of new interesting stuff. We're going to get inside of that. Uh, what is at the top of the issues for both West Virginia and Nebraska, coal mining country, the Plains, or I don't even know. Is, I guess Nebraska is the Plains, right? DJ Carrot Sticks. It's not the Midwest. We I know they got the Cornhuskers out there. Yeah, that's the Plains. The, the the Plains. So different parts of the country, the economy and jobs, 
and government spending, top two issues. So, of course, it's Tuesday. We've got to bring a little business and a little economics. We've got a story about intel. got a business hoax, hate crime hoax perpetrated by Muslims here in California I want to talk about. So stay tuned because I've got Carl Yampokula up uh, at the, later in the show. And we're going to get into some of these business topics. Um, <clears throat> we've got to talk a little bit about Hillary, talk about button heads. There's with some head button going on with this FBI investigation. Um, poll numbers. If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. So we had uh, West Virginia today and we had Nebraska. Uh, no news to anybody, really, that Trump won West Virginia and he won Nebraska as well. I think some people might be a little surprised because there was kind of some rumors. And I'm going to ask Matt Boyle about Boyle from Breitbart about this um, in, in a few minutes on the show. Um, there was a lot of buzz today talking about whether or not. Cruz might win Nebraska, and if he did, was he going to, like, re-energize his campaign, kind of like if you've got some dried fruit or dried mushrooms, you kind of put some water on it, kind of plump it back up. Some people thought that that might have been Nebraska for him today. Trump ended up taking it, and I don't know how much of that was rumor uh, floated, so we're going to talk to Matt about that, but Trump won both. What's interesting in the exit polls to me, top issues pretty much the same, top candidate, uh, you know, in terms of the government and, and spending and economics, one state government spending was top and econo- economy and jobs was second and another state, it was flipped, but basically top two issues and then terrorism and immigration. Uh, it's interesting because when the Republicans, you can see what they're worried about. Democrats are worried about the economy too, but then their second thing that they were worried about in West Virginia or third was income inequality. So you see that that whole liberal identity politics divisive game is working over there uh, with the left and with the Democrats. What was really interesting to me was that a lot of optimism out there with Republicans. We have been talking so much about the infighting that's going on in the Republican Party that so many listeners and and friends of mine on Facebook have just really almost just gotten really almost um, resigned to the fact that that the party's just too divided and never going to come together. If you look at the exit polls, almost 60% of West Virginia said they're divided now, but they think that the party will unite. Only 30% thought it would remain divided. Although 30% you know, could be a big number and it could really affect the outcome, but for some other polling. And uh, 51% of Nebraska ap- approximately said uh, divided but would unite. What I thought was also interesting was that it was almost the same for Republicans and Democrats, whether or not trade takes jobs away or trade creates jobs. And over 50% in each state, Republican and Democrat, thought that trades uh, these trade deals like TPP actually takes jobs away. And what I find interesting about that is, like I just said, 30% of the Republican Party, approximately the voters felt that the party would remain divided. But when you've got poll numbers coming out where the same issues that are favorable to a Republican candidate are, are on the minds of Democrat voters, that's a good sign for him to take some Democrat votes. In fact, I think if I'm reading this right, uh, for the Dems in West Virginia, 30% of them, 54% in West Virginia said they would vote for Sanders. 30% said they would vote for Trump. And 13% said they would vote for neither. I I didn't see anybody voting for Hillary in West Virginia. So really interesting. I got to bring Matt Boyle from Breitbart on with me and see if he's kind of seeing the same things from these exit polls as as I'm seeing. Hey, Matt, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, 
it's primary night. I got to have Matt on the show, right? Um, so I don't know if you heard what I was talking about, but to me, a couple of interesting things coming out of the exit polls. One thing that was interesting to me was that a much greater percentage of those voters, Republicans, were optimistic that the party would unite down the road. They Around 50, close to 60 percent in both states felt that divided now, united down the road. That kind of made me feel a little bit better about where we were at as a party. Do you agree? Yeah, look, we're, we're finally through a, a, a really divisive primary. Um, and, you know, at the height of the division, a lot of the voters aren't going to see uh, an end to that. So that's why you've probably seen in previous contests that, you know, that we weren't going to get the unity. Now that people are starting to see the beginnings of unity behind the presumptive nominee, Donald Trump, uh, you're going to start seeing those numbers go significantly up. I think you're going to see a lot more uh, Republicans get behind uh, Mr. Trump in the next uh, couple of weeks here. Uh, and, and when we walk into the Republican National Convention in Cleveland in July, I think the the whole party, you know, save for maybe a handful of holdouts, will be uh, certainly supportive of the Republican nominee for president. It certainly seemed to me as though uh, Rick Perry and Bobby Jindal kind of took some, some wind out of Ryan's sails. Although he kind of, you know, some people would say, well, you know what, he did it to himself. He, you know, uh, it, you know, it wasn't about Rick Perry and Bobby Jindal kind of countering him. But I did think it kind of, for those who were swayed, because many crew supporters were swayed from, by the fact that, that Ryan, they, they kind of felt bolstered by that, that Ryan said, I, I can't give my support right now. Um, I do think that Perry coming out in Jindal and throwing their weight behind Trump, I do think it countered what little bit of weight that Ryan's lack of endorsement did. Do you think that, uh, do you agree with me that Perry and Jindal? Yeah, support- look, and you're going to see more of these guys start, you know, over the next several weeks here, start to get behind them. Uh, I, I, I think that Ryan made a, a critical error. Uh, in not getting behind Mr. Trump uh, as the Republican nominee. Look, Paul Ryan is supposed to be the chairman of the Republican National Convention. Uh, he is the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. He's not just some random lawmaker. I mean, this is a guy that's supposed to be a standard bearer for the Republican Party, and he wouldn't throw his weight behind the Republican nominee. And what you're seeing as a result of it is this guy, Paul Malin, who was running against him mm-hmm. in Wisconsin's first congressional district in the Republican primary there, that's in August, who who, uh, you know, by most in, in most any year probably wouldn't have a prayer of a shot is now getting all sorts of national attention. All Ryan did was embolden his opposition by making this stupid move. We'll see if Ryan moves to rectify it later this week. Mr. Trump is going to be meeting with Speaker Ryan uh, on, on Capitol Hill on Thursday. Uh, Mr. Trump will also be meeting with uh, with uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell on Thursday, and McConnell has already come out in support of, in support of, of Mr. Trump's candidacy. And as uh, you're going to see, more and more of these Republican lawmakers are going to get in line and support the Republican nominee. I think part of it has been is that it was such a divisive uh, primary, and it also kind of happened so fast. I mean, it, Cruz was running just as hard all the way until that night uh, in Indiana, and then he dropped. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I remember, I think I was on uh, the, the show the week before, and I said I thought Cruz was going to go all the way to California. Everybody did. Right. Everybody thought Cruz was in this thing for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he dropped, when he did, that was, that was kind of surprising to everybody. And uh, so I think as people are starting to, you know, assess the situation, understand the new reality, then you're going to see everybody get in line behind the Republican nominee. It's hard to see that not happening. Well, except for 
a couple of people like like uh, Ben Sass and a couple of those guys. Yeah. Well, what do you about? What do you think about this rumor that I'm hearing that, um, you know, Cruz only suspended his campaign. That he's still working. He's not releasing his delegates. He's still working behind the scenes. There was even a story that was going around that he actually had some people that were picked to go and work with the rules committee at the convention to really kind of um, change the rules to where maybe even the current rules of the 1237 would no longer apply and he would have a chance to take it to the convention. Uh, is that urban legend? Is that myth? What's the reality on that? Yeah, look, all, all the people that are talking about stuff like that, that is, that's, that's, that's not reality. That's, that, you know, look, the, Donald Trump is going to have 1,237, probably closer to 1,400 delegates walking onto the floor of the convention. He's going to be the nominee on the first ballot. He is the presumptive nominee right now. Anything other than that is, you know, pie in the sky conspiracy theories. But there was a thing today where where uh, Senator Cruz was on Glenn Beck's uh, radio program. It was the first interview he had done since he had dropped out. And, uh, you know, if Cruz somehow magically pulled off a win in Nebraska tonight and he didn't, Donald Trump won the Nebraska primaries, uh, won all the delegates from Nebraska. Again, that was a state before that everybody had been counting as a Cruz state. So, anyway, if the voters had just gone in and voted for Cruz, then uh, Beck was trying to push Cruz to get back in the race and, Mm-hmm. Cruz was saying, eh, I don't know, I'd have to see a pathway to victory. You know, again, all of that kind of stuff is just not, it's not likely. None of that is, is even in the realm of reality. Right. They're not going to do anything like that. Donald right. Trump's going to be the nominee. Everybody knows it. Right. Um, I know, think at this think point, a lot of the never Trumpers are upset. Right. And and I think that there are probably the Bill Crystals and the George Wills and those that are that are actually probably trying behind the scenes with fundraiser and everybody else really, really probably thinking whether or not they're going to try to push for a third party uh, candidate at this point. Hey, can you stick around? Because I want to take a break. I want to come back. I want to get I want to kind of shift things into the general election. There's some interesting poll numbers out about Hillary. And then I want to also talk to you about this media firestorm that's come about about Facebook and New York Times. And I'm kind of thinking I'm not really quite sure what the shock is of these stories. Can you stick around for another segment? Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to be back and we're going to have more with Matthew Boyle from Breitbart on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to try to get my voice back, too, uh, during the break. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Two can make that wish come true. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen and Bath. 
My name is Kalyan Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit you our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Yes, I am. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. I was just telling my friends on Facebook, that's where the real genius is. I was just telling them, they were like, boom, and posting all these comments that had to do with me and my dynamite. And it's like, I'm a little short of my dynamite tonight, peeps. Sorry about that. But, hey, the show's got to go on. At least I'm here, right? I got dynamite in spirit. You know, and I got Matthew Boyle with me from Breitbart. Hey, Matt, uh, during the break, one of my friends, Jim Brown on Facebook, was reminding me of an interesting poll that came out, too, from tonight. As we're switching gears here to talk about the general election, 30 percent of Sanders voters are saying they will switch to Trump in the general election. I think things aren't looking quite the, the big argument from Cruz supporters was that Trump there's no way Trump could win in the general election. Right. Yeah, well, I think they're wrong about that, and I think the data shows it. Uh, not just that poll, uh, but the the numbers. We've we've done a series of analyses here at Breitbart about all these primaries all across the country on both the Republican side and the Democrat side. Republican numbers are up, um, you know, millions and millions and millions of voters. Uh, they're up uh, about nine million voters uh, the last time we we checked, which was right after New York. Democrat primary numbers are down 5 million voters, and that was uh, right after the Acela primary was the last time we updated those numbers. Um, Hillary Clinton actually has less votes than she did when she ran in 2008. Mm -hmm. She is now, as of tonight, as of her loss this evening in West Virginia to Bernie Sanders, has lost 20 states. That is 20 contests. Wow. Hillary Clinton has lost to Bernie Sanders. And then many of the ones that she's won, like Iowa, were like razor-thin mm-hmm. margins. She mm-hmm. barely won Iowa. It was like 50.1% to 49.9%. Uh, it was very, very close. Um, and so uh, there's just not enthusiasm in the Democratic Party for Hillary Clinton. And I think a lot of those people have a lot to like in Donald Trump. I think a lot of Bernie Sanders voters are going to cross over. I've talked to Mr. Trump about this. Uh, many times that I've interviewed him, he expects that he will get, uh, uh, you know, a significant portion of crossover Democratic voters, uh, and and also a lot of 
women and minorities are going to cross over and vote for Trump. Too. Yeah, I think this whole narrative about that he can't get women votes, it's like when you when you think about it, he's he, not only is that so insulting to me as a woman, that because he supposedly said, they were running a clip, I think it was Hillary Clinton's ad, where he's talking about Rosie O'Donnell, how she came to his wedding and ate like a pig. It's like, I'm supposed to not vote for him because he said that? I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? You know, I've interviewed well, Kathleen. Right right? Yeah, he was kind of <laughs> right about it. And I've interviewed Kathleen Willie on my show before. You know what he said? The real the real people who have a problem with the women out there is not just Hillary Clinton. And Trump was said it right the other day. She's a nasty, mean enabler of her husband's affairs. Donald Trump will take the she has not even yet. Not only is, is enthusiasm down on her. She has yet to have a Republican go against her like she deserves. The only reason why that woman is even running right now. The only reason why she got elected senator of New York, the only reason why she ended up secretary of state is because we have not had a Republican that had the guts to go up against her in the, in the entire Clinton machine and the Democrat Party like Donald Trump. That's one reason why when you look at other poll numbers about um, needing somebody who is an agent of change, can bring change and tells it like it is, it is and has been Trump from the beginning. And if Ted Cruz had maybe spent a little less time bashing Trump and a little bit more showing his ability to bring change, like go Going against the Clinton machine, like Trump is indicating that he's doing, he might be farther along. I am loving that Bill Clinton, uh, that Trump is willing to go against the Clintons where no Republican has gone before. And he's even running ads now about Benghazi. So you think the enthusiasm on her is down. Wait till he continues his fight against her. Are we supposed to believe the the victim when they're making an allegation? For instance, Juanita Broderick or Paula Jones or any one of the uh, Kathleen Willie. I mean, you mentioned Kathleen Willie. I mean, we we don't for some reason we don't do that when Hillary Clinton is, is you know and Bill Clinton are involved. I mean, this is you know these are basic things, and you know because there are. Uh, very connected politicians, they've gotten a pass on it. And Donald Trump recognizes they've gotten a pass on it, and he's going to zone in on it. Yeah, and, and there's and, a lot. And he's made it very clear that he will. Right, and it's good that he is because there's a whole lot of voters. Bernie Sanders is going around saying right now, and he's getting the 45 and under vote. The 45 and under voters probably don't even know the history of the Clintons. You know, and, and so many of the Republican Party has been buying into this narrative now for so long that, oh, that's old history and you can't relitigate it. Why are you letting the Democrats tell you what should be litigated? or what we don't have a statute of limitations in this country for murder and we should not have a statute of limitations in this country for corruption when it involves an elected official so hat tip to donald trump that he's starting to run ads on benghazi if you're just tuning in there's a little bit of my dynamite this back if you're just tuning in this is the andrea k show i'm talking to to matthew boyle some other before i move on uh, from hillary um the clinton versus trump quinnipiac poll came out in florida ohio and penn uh pennsylvania um he's above her her by four points, and this is before he's even started his attack. Matt, he's forty-three over uh, uh, against her thirty-nine in Ohio. They're they're one point away from each other in Florida and Pennsylvania, and I don't even think at this point that it's even relevant too much to be talking about national polls. But this whole narrative that Trump can't win up against Hillary—that was Kasich's big argument, blown out of the water, blown out of the water. Yeah, look, the polls the polls are pretty clear, and look. In a general election, Democrats usually have the advantage early on, and Republicans are always kind of fighting an uphill battle. Uh, in the presidential election, they try to close the gap late in the game. So these early polls that show this race as tight as it is right now are a really good sign for Donald Trump. So if he can get organized here in the next couple of months, walk mm-hmm. into the convention with a unified party, come out and really come, uh, you know, hit the starting block.
talk uh, into the official general election, so to speak, uh, you know, guns a-blazing. I mean, he could really, really be headed for a landslide victory in November. There's no doubt about it. Well, do you have any inside scoop on who the five or six people are on the short list for VP? Uh, you know, a lot of the names that have been thrown around include people like Newt Gingrich, uh, the former Speaker of the House. And Love him. I wanted him in 2012. Alabama. Who from Alabama? Um, Sessions? Uh, senator Sessions from Alabama, who is the first senator to endorse Trump, uh, is another one that's being thrown around. Uh, people talk about Senator Rubio. They talk about old Governor Kasich, possibly. Um, it's hard to see either one of those guys uh being the guy because both of them kind of ran pretty aggressively against Trump during the process. It's always a possibility, too, that Ted Cruz could be the guy. Uh, he I would love that. bring in Cruz as the VP, and I think that would be a good thing. It would unify the party. I, I, I don't know if either, either guy, it, but look, both of them would have to have full buy-in. And again, they this thing got really nasty between the two of them, with both of them going after each other's wives and all that kind of thing during this primary. So they'd have to put that you know, behind them, their families would have to be able to come together. It's it's hard to see that happening. But well, you know what I said? Well, I, you know what? I would like to see that. In fact, that was my ticket a long time ago because I felt that Trump had the ability to win in the general election it, it, in the climate that we have. You've got to be willing to get nasty in, in a way that Cruz was not prepared to go. But I think that Cruz has the, the understanding of the government and the expertise there that Trump is indicating that he wants. And I said from the beginning, he gives conservative creds to Trump. And I absolutely believe that that is the only pathway ever for the presidency for Ted Cruz. I do not believe that he has the ability. If you look at these poll numbers, he can't sell himself. Right. And you can no matter how great he might be on policy, he can't make the argument to the American people. And and it's not going to get any better four years from now. We're not going to get even more conservative four years from now. He's not his personality is not going to get any more likable. I think if he would have put his ego aside, Matt, and he would and he would make amends with Trump. That's the pathway to the presidency for him on the VP ticket. Just like 41 was never going to get there on his own. He had to come up through through Reagan. Got to switch gears. I want to pick your brains on this media story, because when this Facebook story broke, and even the New York Times story broke about Ben Rhodes. I was like, what's the big story here? Have we not known as conservatives for years? I mean, how many of us have had our posts blocked on Facebook, um, been Facebook jailed or whatever? Meanwhile, they've got every kind of, of nasty, mean, vicious, horrific, terrorist, liberal post is, is allowed on Facebook. What's the real big story here? Yeah, look, uh, Facebook was uh, had all these people that they were, they called news curators that were d- d- literally deciders. They, these were people that sat around in a in a room and decided what topics would be quote unquote trending on Facebook. So when you go onto your Facebook and you see on the top corner there the trending topics, that's decided by a person with a political viewpoint. And and uh, several of these former news curators. Uh, had spoken out and said that they were suppressing conservative news outlets, including Breitbart, our yeah. type. And um, Stephen Crowder, and Stephen Crowder, and, uh, Crowder you know, and, and Drudge. Yeah, and, and, and Stephen Crowder and Drudge, and in several other places as well. Uh, and, and, and they were also suppressing several topics that benefited conservatives, like CPAC and Governor Scott Walker and all of these other players. I mean, this is this is truly troubling, but not surprising to us that the, the you know the, the Mark Zuckerberg brain trust 
would go out there and try to use their social media platforms to push their political agenda. Now, of course, Facebook denies it, but Senator John Thune from South Dakota has launched an official Senate investigation into Facebook's activities. So we will see if Facebook's denial holds up under actual scrutiny from the Senate investigation. Now, why would the Senate be investigating? Why would the Senate, excuse me, why would the Senate be investigating a private enterprise? Do they not have the right? I mean, we have liberal media outlets. We have National Review. We've got Drudge or, or, you know, Breitbart is considered to be um, a lot for a long time now. For a few months now, y'all been called Trump Bart. Why, you know, private enterprise that can't, what's wrong with them taking, you know, a liberal uh, news position? Well, look, I, 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 I think that a Senate investigation um, into this might uh, find um, potential uh, connections, you know, with the with government officials. Um, you're right that they do have the right to do it as a private organization. Um, but if they're billing themselves to the public as, uh, you know, an honest broker, uh, as somebody who uh, as an entity that is not putting their thumb on the scales in one direction or another when they actually in private are doing that. Uh, I think that, you know, that that is a place where where um, the the Senate and the, and the you know, the, the House of Representatives has a place to step in. I think they should do this for, to all the news organizations. I think they should they should be investigating CNN. They should be investigating MSNBC. Um, we at Breitbart are open about our viewpoints, and, uh, you know, we don't really have anything to hide. Um, these yeah. other guys, we're open that we have a point of view. Right. These other guys don't, and uh, they, they present themselves as though they're straight down the middle. And I, I do think that the government should be able to, you know, the, the, at least the Senate committee should be able to investigate, you know, for that reason. Well, yeah, I, I mean, they do. The company does claim here, according to, to this article here, that they um, their trending module simply list, quote, topics that have recently become popular on Facebook. And then you could find out that it's only because it's based upon what's popular with the curators. You know, to me, whenever I look over the trending thing, it's always dopey celebrity stuff. I'm looking at it right now. It's like Gene Simmons, Justin Bieber. I mean, to me, it's never anything of, of you know, of quality. But it's it's kind of, I guess, I guess you're right in the sense that there should be an investigation, kind of along the lines of uh, a detergent that makes a claim that they that they're new and improved. Well, you better be new and improved because otherwise it can be considered, you know, fraud. Um, I'm running a little bit late on, on a break, but this New York Times article with Ben with Ben Rhodes admitting that they lied about the time frame with the Iran deal and when they started negotiations. I'm thinking again another shock, Matt, because you know, oh gee, the Obama administration lied about something that they were doing. Oh, hello, Benghazi. Why is that? And, and that they took advantage of dumb reporters who were 20-something years old and didn't know anything about history and probably didn't even know, couldn't find Iran on a map. What's the big story there? Yeah, look, I mean, it's truly outrageous. Again, the administration is again, uh, you know, uh, been caught in a big fat lie this time about the Iran deal. Um, looks like Donald Trump was right all along to be questioning the Iran deal and to be really zoning in on it. And, and also congressional Republicans' right to firmly and roundly reject the Iran deal. Um, so now, as you know, it turns out that the Obama administration engaged in a, uh, you know, a series of mass deceptions to the public about this thing, you know, will, will it start to crumble or will they continue to, to, to operate under it? Uh, Iran has already um, uh, not followed through on right. their parts of it. Right. Uh, so the question is, will this thing crumble under uh, you know, these revelations, uh, and uh, will we actually get a, a real negotiation? Look, we don't want to not negotiate with other countries, but 
Um, you know, if they're, it, the fact that they did they kept those hostages for as long as they did uh, without that should have been the first move that they made. And and also we didn't get any. Um, we're giving them 150 billion dollars. It doesn't make any sense. Look, I think that the big question here is how does this uh, play into the presidential election? How does how is Hillary Clinton involved in it? Um, and, uh, you know, Ben, it's not surprising to me that another administration official is caught in a big fat lie. This is, this is what they do. Administration operates. The rule of law and transparency will be the hallmarks of my administration. He said, Hey, Matt Boyle, thanks for being with me tonight. I appreciate it so much. You're a good guy. All right. Thanks. All right. Talk to you soon. I hope. Okay. Well, we are going (coughs) to. Take a break. When I come back, we're going to switch to a couple more topics. We're going to get into, uh, speaking of those who praise Allah, we had a stabbing in Germany today. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the London's new Muslim mayor. we got more to talk about on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea K. Show. Don't go anywhere, people. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533.
Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Thanks again to Matthew Bull for being, being here from Breitbart. Before the break, we were talking about this story that came out in New York Times where Ben Rhodes admitted that the administration lied about the Iran New Deal. That's, that's not surprising, especially given the fact that what was the lie about? It was about the fact that they began negotiations not after the new supposed moderate, more friendly to America Rouhani had been elected, but with the hard line Islamists that were in charge of Iran. And that's one reason why the American hostages were not a part of the deal. That's one reason why they completely owned us from the get-go. And it's another reason why Obama did it. Because Obama, you remember the movie 2016? That movie predicted Dinesh D'Souza that by the end of 2016, the Middle East would be under Islamic control, radical Islamic control, with an economically and militarily neutered America. And that is exactly where we are. It's become almost so routine now for Islamic terrorist attacks that it's almost not not even on the news. I heard almost very little about it today. We've got a, a, a knife attack in Germany. People are questioning whether or not... It was related to Islam when the guy's screaming Allah Akbar. I've heard very little in the news about uh, London's new Muslim mayor, an extremist. This The Clarion Project, I've had Ryan Morrow on my show before many times, uh, did a great article about him detailing way too much for me to even read here. This guy's supposedly a moderate, supposedly a reformer of the Muslim movement. Yet this guy in 2004, he testified to the House of Commons as the head of the Muslim Council on British Legal Affairs Committee. He argued in Parliament on behalf of the Muslim Brotherhood spiritual leader who um, uh, it was involved, who who um, was advocating for Sharia principles. He ad, which which under this particular brand of Sharia in the UK involved wife beating and suicide bomb bombings against Israeli citizens, um, uh, uh, chowdery. Um, uh, he has represented him. You really need to go and read this. I, I guess it doesn't even necessarily matter. I mean, the guy is an Islamist. This is a guy who's actually basically a lawyer for the Muslim Brotherhood. He advocates for Sharia. He advocates for suicide bombings against Israel. He advocates for Islam. This is what's happening over in Europe. When when I 
This and the American people know it. They see what is happening here. So when Trump said after San Bernardino, we need to put a halt to Muslim temporary ban on Muslims coming here until we can get our head around what is happening. It's because we don't want to end up where Europe is. We don't want to end up with mayors who pretend to be moderates. It's called Takiyah, pretending that, oh, well, I've turned a new leaf and now I'm OK with Israel. No, you look at the, the resume of this guy and he's you know, it's about a transformation. The definition of Islam is submission. America is good loot. We are handing over our country on a platter of political correctness. Nani Darwish. We got to get our heads around this. What else is going on in London? They've got buses. British buses are decorated with glory to Allah. This is what America is going to look like in 10 years if we don't get a president who's throwing political correctness aside and get get something to get our heads around this here. A <clears throat> little bit of dynamite came back. <clears throat> Tell you what else gets me fired up <clears throat> is business and economics. It's interesting because in West West Virginia, that uh, resoundly spanked Hillary Clinton tonight, um, in large part, I guess, because of her comments that she wanted to put the coal industry out of business. Where did they go? They went. And sw- they still voted for Bernie Sanders. To me, he's he he. You could argue that he's, you know, he's a socialist. Yeah, she is too. One ain't any better than the other. How? What is going on out there that you could think that Sanders is a solution to Hillary? We got to get Americans to understand. We got to shift. We got to get past all this infighting. We got to have a president that can sell conservatism because it is about the free market and it is about the economic. The number one issue with the voters is the economy and jobs. We must have a president, a presidential candidate, first of all, who can sell the value of hard work and ambition and opportunity. And, you know, President Obama was at Harvard University saying if you're successful, it was because of luck. It wasn't because anything you did. Tell that to small business owners. They're the lifeblood of this economy. Article came out, Intel, thanks to uh, the Gang of 8-Bill and TPP. We've got companies like Intel, and this is an article coming from Numbers USA. They're laying off 12,000 American workers after requesting 14,523 H-1B visas and green cards to import foreign workers. This is on the heels of Disney, where those people had to train their replacements uh, Abbott Labs did the same thing. You know who was behind this gang of eight bill? It wasn't just Marco Rubio. It was Paul Ryan. Ted Cruz was an advocate for, for increasing the caps on these H-1B visas. We must have a president who can, who can wrap their head around the economy, turn it around, and also promote small business. Earlier today, <clears throat> I sat down with my buddy, Carl Young Pokola from Pokola Law, and we talked about um, a couple of things here. We talked about not just business and small business, and how he helps small business, but also a little Muslim hoax, hate crime <clears throat> lawsuit against a small business here in California. Because, see, the Muslims understand not just how to t- – not just how to – destroy us with bombings and and murder and terrorist attacks, but also how to take us over from within. So this was me talking to Kalyan Pokola earlier today. So it's time. It's time to talk a little business here on the Andrea K. Show. And, of course, I brought in my hot guy. I I, got to come up with a term for hot witch because my my female business gals that I love so much, I call them hot witches. So we still got to come up with Hot warlock. Hot warlock, Kalyan Pokola. I don't know. Hot nage? Mage. Oh. Mage. 
like M-A-G-E. All right. Hot mage. Yeah. Call Jan Pokola from Pokola Law. Hey, I, one topic that really stuck out at me last week, and I messaged you about this, that I wanted to talk about it this week, is, and I don't know if this was a big story nationally, a lot of hoaxes going on today based upon anti-discrimination laws for businesses. And out here in Laguna Beach, we had a restaurant that ended up being on the receiving end of a lawsuit that almost immediately everybody knew it was a hoax because what had happened was these gals who were Muslim were at this restaurant and they were asked to leave and they filed a lawsuit and said that it was discrimination because they were wearing cover over their head, I think a hijab. And then lo and behold, come to find out the restaurant was owned by a Muslim and it's like, oh, hoax. Well, this is becoming more and more and more prevalent, not just the hoaxes, but really it has gotten to to be so difficult to run a business because we've become so litigious on top of being so politically correct. We've got all these different regulations that involve anti-discrimination according to gender and age and race and religion. And all, and the more time goes on, the more these things come about. So I, I thought to myself, I got to ask Kalyan how a business can somehow protect themselves against this because it's great if you've got a product or service you want to bring to market. I love Shark Tank, but you can't just have a product or service. You can't just have a lot of investors. You've got to have a strategy. How do these, how do businesses, whether it's a restaurant, these people in Laguna or just any other type of, how do they protect themselves against all this? Well, I think the first step for any small business owner is making sure that you're hiring the right people. While this guy, the owner of this restaurant, was Muslim, uh, it, that doesn't preclude you from having an employee who might have some tendencies that, you know, Islamophobic or whatever. Right. Maybe he's just a jerk. Right. Okay. And the fact of the matter is, is you got to talk to your employees. You have to make sure you have employee handbooks or et cetera. And you say, hey, you know, if you're going to be rude to a customer, make sure, or if you're going to do anything that can be misconstrued, or get me a negative Yelp review, which can crush businesses. Oh, yeah. Just think about it for a second. Think, well, I'm going to ask these people to leave from the restaurant, and they still have food on their plates. It's a tacky move. <laughs> and I love just, that word. We just, don't, we don't just, use that word enough anymore. Just turn around, turn your tacky behind around, and just go back into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But if they're eating food or they're ordering food or drinks, and they're still there and they're not creating disruption, I mean, a restaurant does not turn down money. Right. Okay, and your employee, you should say, sit down and say, look, I'm not going to let you go because, you know, this is a mistake that you made. But I understand that you wanted to, you know, you were trying to enforce this policy because they had a policy that was like 45 minutes at patio tables unless right. you're ordering more stuff. But half the group was apparently in the restaurant ordering more more drinks mm-hmm. and bringing them back out when the guy said, okay, you guys have 10 minutes to leave. Right. And there was a uh, another table next to them that had been there for hours and no one had forced them to leave. And I'm sitting there going, just have common sense, man. Yeah. You don't need to make it about race or religion or make these women think it's about that because even whether it was or not, you should have a intelligent idea behind why, whether or not you're going to ask these people to leave. Don't ask well, them to leave. So yeah, tell your employees. Right. But what happened to, I have the right to refuse service to anyone at any time. Where, how did we get there? Because you know what? I used to be a waiter uh, when I was in college. And when I, and when manners. I, well, yeah, but you know what? Yeah. But you know what? Should bad manners result in a lawsuit just because somebody's no. got bad manners? But it can and, get you a negative Yelp review, which is just as painful as a lawsuit for some of my small business clients. Well, that's a good point. So I'm saying, look, manners. Okay. Simple manners. I don't go to restaurants or bars where my service is poor 
or if the company or the bar has a policy that, for example, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names, but there's a bar here in San Diego, like a wine bar, closes at 10 p.m. Okay, and if you're drinking a glass of wine that you ordered at 9:45, they don't care. They kick you out at 10 o'clock. Well, but then I gotta go. Yeah, it is tacky. So so I just, I just don't, I don't go there. That's the easiest thing to do. Well, I would think though, calling back on my old server days, and I don't want to make this be just about restaurants because there's so many different ways every other business can be uh, on the receiving end of a lawsuit. uh, I used to have a friend of mine who was who was an attorney that would look at his shoes the second he hit his door of his business and and look at his shoes all the way walking to his office and shut the door and refuse to almost interact with almost every woman because there were women that went around intentionally to try to stir things up for the opportunity of filing a sexual harassment lawsuit. And now men are doing it. Men are doing it. We've got an age issue. Somebody doesn't get hired by a company or gets, you know, there's so many different pitfalls for business owners out there from getting um, filed lawsuits against them for this kind of stuff with a restaurant or wrongful termination lawsuits when it didn't happen for performance. But somebody says, well, because I'm 60 now, you, you can't fire me because no matter how bad I perform, um, you know, you're, you're going to hit me with, uh, you know, I'm going to file a lawsuit against you for wrongful termination. So do you have, I know coming up soon, you've got your, your small business legal playbook f- that you're going to start talking about on the show. Do you have a way that you can advise them by category of industry to where they can kind of avoid these different areas? Absolutely. So for one of the things I said in my small business legal playbook, there's going to be a, an entry about how uh, the, the secret, you know, the dirty secret a lawyer, your lawyer doesn't want you to know. There's no way to prevent a, a lawsuit. You know, if someone wants to sue you, they will. That's just how our society has been built. That's just how our laws are. You know, you just have to let people sue you. And the thing that stinks is then you have to respond or whatever, and you have to hire a lawyer, or you don't. You know, it's your choice. But the fact is you need to talk to your employees. You have to nip it in the bud, and you need to talk to your employees and say, hey, I know, you know, you can re- reserve, you know, you can refuse service, to people, but if they've already ordered and they've been there, and but it's not just that once that one right. well, thing that's in the restaurant, saying. though. No, I'm saying this is just an example. You say, "Look, yeah, we have policies, okay, in place, but let's just call our employee Larry, okay, Larry. We have policy A here, and yes, we wanted to apply to our customers, our our um, patrons, people coming to our restaurant, our store, whatever, but use some common sense. And I love the word common sense because the word common sense is not common." Common sense is not common. It's one of the most uncommon things you can find. But you need to tell your employees, look, think about this and just apply this in an intelligent way because when you're a small business owner, the the actions of your employees reflect directly on you personally, financially, you know, and it, they hit your reputation. Well, not every area has to do with manners, though, doesn't it? I mean, there's... No, life is manners. Uh, the way my mom taught me, you know, you treat people the way you want to be treated, You you know, you have proper manners and... You will, you know, life will go well for you. This is the education we're talking to call you on Pokola from Pokola Law. Well, I mean, I don't know that manners can keep you from a wrongful termination lawsuit when somebody's not performing according to obviously, you know, laid out performance criteria. And then you go to fire them and then they hit you with wrongful termination because they're accusing you of it because they're a woman or because of age or whatever. So manners doesn't help you there. Well, manners can just at least prevent your interactions they can limit the damage, okay, and they gotcha. can make it much easier. But there's no way to prevent. You're right. If someone wants to file an unsta- uns- uh, unsubstantiated lawsuit against you, mm-hmm. you know, for wr- wrongful termination. Well, you make sure you cover your behind, CYA. You you make sure that you cover yourself, and you have documented every interaction you've had with your employee, all the things they've done wrong. You don't just say, "Hey, 
I'm going to reprimand you for something. There's something that actually goes in the person's file, and you know, you say, okay, this is what happened. Look, you've got four reprimands last two weeks. We're going to have to let you go. Last back be, yourself, back right? It. Right. Do, Support it with evidence. Do you help them in any way come up with an employee manual that yes, kind of gives absolutely. guidelines for these things? Absolutely. I, I sit down with my clients and I sit down and I say, look, let's come up with an employee handbook. We come up for uh, all the issues that we can think of for an employee, for a small business owner. And I finally tune it to, you know, oh, you run a machine shop. Oh, you're on a, a bunny boarding business. Etc. Gotcha. Last question for you. One of the things that that you kind of have to think about, you've got a great idea, you've got finance, uh, you've got maybe a partner is going to launch this venture with you. A key strategy should be, according to you, planning your exit. And I'm like, what? Why you got to plan your exit when you barely got the business off the ground? Well, it's like getting married. It's a prenup. Okay. If Kanye was good at business and didn't have hundreds of millions of dollars of debt or whatever he's got going on, he would have sung, we want, you know, instead of we want prenup, he'd say, we want buy, sell. But you want a buy sell agreement in your in your you start an LLC with your best friend, your brother, whoever, and you have fifty fifty, okay, but things don't work out between you. You want to make sure there's something while even things are good, once negotiate in good faith and in and in harmony, that if things don't work out, the other one will buy you know, the other partner will buy the you know, the other one out and it'll be for the, there's a very specific process that we'll go through. We'll have three appraisers, these are the types of play you'll pick one, I'll pick one. Uh, and the court will pick one. We'll pick one. Done. And there'll be no complications. And the the buy sell agreement gets things done very quickly. And instead of spending tens, twenty, hundreds of thousands of dollars in litigation trying to get bought out properly, everybody knows exactly where they stand. Right. And it protects the relationship. In Absolutely. The long run. It's a it's a prenup. You know where you stand. You know what can hurt you. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, if I do this thing, you know, it's only going to hurt me because I can only get this much in my buyout. Right. So you're not, and it prevents people from doing shady things, etc. And I think that's the best way uh, to go about business is that everybody knows where they stand. You do this with, you know, your investors too. You know exactly what you're giving them, whether you're giving them a share of your company in terms of like shares and like a a, a voice mm-hmm. and a seat on your board, mm-hmm. or whether you're just going to give them some equity. Right. All right. Makes sense. So call Jan Pokola from Pokola Law. You know, the more I talk to Kalyan, and I'm so glad that I'm bringing the business segments to the Andrea K Show because I really miss doing it on Close Up. And I love small business. I love business people. I grew up in a time in which the American dream was not just owning your own home, but it was really primarily owning your own business. That was kind of the American dream. We used to we used to appreciate. We used to I, I wouldn't want to say idolize, but we used to really look up to business owners, and because they were, we as Americans understood that that was like, man, if you could start your own business and make it a success, you. The freedom that you had as as to be your own boss, you were in control. So much of the of the American dream of, of owning your own business was that you were in control of your life and your destiny and your income. You were calling the shots. You were fulfilling your dream or your passion, whatever it was for your career, whether you were an inventor or whether or not you were wanting to be a restaurant owner. And now we're just demonizing businesses. We're making it harder and harder and harder to do business in America. So 
I'm hoping that these business segments are going to help those out there continue to, to pursue business ownership. We got a president of the United States at a, at a commencement address saying, if you've been successful, it's because you're lucky. Not sending a message, message to those graduates. Go out and work your butt off. You have an education now, and all that does is prepare you to go out now and work your butt off and earn it. That's all it is. It's a ticket to hard work. Now you got to go out and make something of yourself because all that really was was the foundation. We've got anti-rich people day. I'm glad that we've got the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party is a businessman, a man who, yes, he got a million dollars, but that's that's a lot less than what people get when they go in Shark Tank and get investment from some of these people. And he took it and turned it into billions. We need to revive the love of the businessman in this country because if we don't, we're going to continue to drag down business. We're going to continue to send jobs overseas, and we're never going to restore our economy, which was the number one issue in both states tonight in West Virginia and in Nebraska for Republicans and Democrats. The election isn't over. June 7, primary in California, still going to be going underway and Craig Sewing and I are going to be hosting uh, KCBQ's election night coverage. So if you're in San Diego, come down to Golden Hall because that's where Craig and I are going to be. And if you're listening, if you're not in San Diego, tune in that night from 6 to 9 p.m. and tune in every Monday and Tuesday night at 8 p.m. right here on AM 1170. Thank you, Matthew Boyle for being here. Thank you all out there listening and thank you DJ Carrot Sticks. Have a great night everybody. Love you all. This program on AM 1170 The Answer is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.